Another edition of In the Ring with Dan and Benny. I'm Dan Spastiano, joined as always by the BS Express himself, Benny Scala. Benny, uh, last couple times, uh, other than that weird cameo your cousin made, we've been talking about your dating life. How's that going? Once again, uh, I thought something was going to be good. Somebody, uh, hooked, you know, hooked up with somebody online. She said, "I'm single," right? And I went over her house, and she was more like a double. And if I could have found a meat scale, I probably could have certified her as a triple. So oh, no. I, I think maybe the best thing is I just tell you when something good happens. How about that going forward? Yeah, well, it, you haven't had much luck with that recently. No luck you at know, all. And uh, I, I, this is always, um, we always love having guests on the show, uh, friend of the show. Benny, I want you to introduce our guest for us. This is, and you know, in the, in the wrestling business, the term legendary, I believe, is used far too frequently. But here's a legit legend, Mr. Andrew Anderson, the reinforcer. How are you guys? How you doing? Thanks for having me back. Always a pleasure to talk to you. You know, uh, we were talking before we recorded. I had originally pitched the idea, uh, Mr. Andrew, when I when I had you come on, of talking about jersey wrestling. But obviously, your passion and uh, recent activities have been tied up in Texas at, at our friends uh, there at uh, SW Fury. So I'm I'm curious. Uh, we're going to start with the obvious. Uh, how did you get connected with them? How did you end up working for uh, Fury Wrestling? Well, I, I met the promoter, Tom Lance, about eight years ago uh, at the Cauliflower Alley, and, and we just became friends. We hit it off. And then about six years ago, he, he was running one-off shows for SWE. It was called Southwest Wrestling Entertainment. And he put me in the main event against the Barbarian in a false count anywhere uh, in the ring match in a big rodeo arena um, in uh, Sulphur Springs, Texas. That was about six, seven years ago. And me and Barb killed it. We just... I remember the Sulphur Springs, Texas uh, Dodge. They put a Dodge truck in the in there, and uh, and they said uh, brand new Dodge truck. And they said you guys can do whatever you want. So me, Barb, of course, we get on the on the hood of the on the, on the cab of the truck, and Barb slams me through the windshield. I put his face through the side side mirror, and I look at him, and you know we're bleeding all over the place. It was, it was a great, it was a really good show. I mean, you had Tokyo Monster versus Charlie Haas on that show, Action Jackson against Greg Dimer Valentine. Um, it was stacked. It was just a great show. You had uh, just a lot of talent on it, and um, that was that was my uh, my my uh, my first show for SWE. And uh, then eventually they became SWE Fury about a, about two years ago, and um, about a year and well, about a, about a, it's, I, I've been working them full, full full term for about a year. I started with I think last January and worked at. Worked last January, I worked two matches, and then last February, I worked two matches, and then COVID hit, and then I didn't come back until September or October because I couldn't get to Texas because of all the, the restrictions, and I don't think they ran until June, till July or August. Yeah, they, they, they came back in July, so from the from the, um, the hiatus, the COVID-related hiatus, so, so I missed those first few shows. To uh, the, the promoters, uh, uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Willard and uh, uh, Jason Charred, who work closely with uh, Tom Lance, who's the main promoter, and um, I introduced uh, Joe Animal, and Animal wound up working with them in in depth, and they brought in Teddy Long in, into the picture, and 
it was it was really great and then animal passing you know animal was one of my best friends and his mm-hmm. passing was a real real blow and and i came back in october and and then eventually uh we brought kevin sullivan into the fold and he became one of the um part of the the writing team along with teddy long and james beard and and uh and tom who tom tom likes to say he doesn't have hands on but tom is is a fucking genius that's all i gotta say the guy is a fucking genius you know he, he likes to give himself a little credit but he's really really great and teddy long is just amazing man teddy, teddy when he was general manager of wwe he he learned said he learned so much but he learned under kevin sullivan so you have very tight and very close history together and it's just amazing having the two of them there together and learning off them i mean i mean i've been in the business for 26 years almost 26 and uh i'm still learning i'm still learning you know and um sometimes you know i'll come up with an idea and 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 they'll say it's great other times they'll say it's not your cartoon put the crayons away but you know so but it's it's pretty it's pretty cool you know i mean we're working with them and james beard you know he's a, a a legend in world class as one of the greatest referees that ever been. I, I I he's a fellow Cauliflower Alley Award recipient like myself, and um, he's been he's won many accolades over the years as as not only as being a referee but as being a genius of the business. And um, James is very outgoing as a human being and very soft spoken, but he carries a big stick. He knows his business and he knows. How to put people in place and how to uh, how to get things done, you know. What I mean, so and so having those three, you know, and Kevin's like a dad to me. So having having Kevin, Kevin Sullivan, Teddy Long, and James, you know, run a company is is you know just incredible, you know. I mean, and uh, like I said, you have an amazing talent. You have a, a great a great supporting roster, myself included. Um, you know, you have besides myself, you have. Miles Plunkett, underrated, unbelievable guy from Missouri. Um, one of the former TV champions. He lost the belt, uh, I think, in December at uh, Christmas Chaos to uh, to to the greatest, most underrated professional wrestler on the planet and legit tough guy. My buddy, my former tag team partner, Rodney Mack. And, of course, oh, yeah. Jazz, his charge of the women's division, mm-hmm. which is the largest and most amazing women's division in pro wrestling. We are have the most diverse. Christy Janes from Brazil. She's a wonderful person, but she's an amazing athlete. She's a tremendous person. She has charisma. She has the look. She has the style. She has the panache, and she has the ability to carry herself as a champion. Now you just had Sue Young. Um, who else is there? Selena DiLorenzi. You have uh, second generation. Miranda Gordy. Now we have second generation Shal Guerrero, uh, um, Eddie Guerrero's daughters coming in. You also have Kill Piper coming in from an injury wow. coming in to, to, to show up. And now Lacey Von Eric. Mm-hmm. Lacey Von Eric will be there on the 27th in Carthage, Texas to receive a award on being a legendary, uh, a lifetime achievement award for her dad posthumously. So awesome. it's, it's the women's division is booming and that's all under jazz. You have Malaya Hosaka who herself is a WWE ECW legend. So you have an amazing, amazing roster of talent in there in the women's division alone. Getting back to the men's division, you have the two top, two top wrestlers on the planet right now. And they're hot. They're young. They're hot. They're two young lions, Max Castellano and Ryan Moonshine Mantel. If you want to see an old, you know, 
the bullshit. You don't want to see the drama, but you, you and, and, and what I call the Cirque du Soleil, you want to see real old school Texas style hard hitting wrestling. Watch these two. There are two bulls fighting for the top position in the company, which currently is being held by Charlie Haas, former of Team Angle, WWE, Oklahoma native, uh, went to Seton Hall in New Jersey, trained with me my, my rookie year, so I learned a lot from him. And it was an honor we're breaking breaking into the business with him years ago, um, and and also the former champion, form, which I would be amiss to say, former NWA heavyweight champion, uh, Tim Storm was the former SWE heavyweight champion. So we have a lot to play off of. Um, the, uh, other talent that's coming in, like I said, the Blood Hunter, six foot six, reminds me of the Spoiler, you know, uh, managed by Selena Dilarenta from he's from Canada. Um, like I said, Rodney's the heavyweight champion. Uh, just uh, unbelievable. Bam Bam Malone, uh, a whole uh, uh, cast of characters, I like to say, a, a, a menagerie of, of talent that is not, it's indie talent, but put together, it makes us a viable company that can rival anybody on a pay-per-view or on any, go head-to-head with any company out there, Ring of Honor, MLW, or anything else. Harry Smith is making his debut, David Carthage, Texas. Trevor Murdoch is coming in in Carthage, Texas. And, of course, probably the most celebrated wrestler of the past 30 years, besides Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Terry Funk. That's like having Babe Ruth in the building right. to Absolutely. me. You know, that's like having Absolutely. Babe Ruth. So, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, um, it's just uh, to the 27th in, in, in uh, Carthage, Texas. And, uh, you know, I've been, I'm, still, look, I'm still a New Jersey kid at heart. And I'll be wrestling for East Coast Pro Wrestling on the 19th here in Richfield Park, New Jersey, um, on February 19th and, uh, at uh, uh, the Sheridan pla- uh, Complex. I think it used to be the Knights of Columbus in Richfield Park. Go to ecpw1.com and find out information about that. I'd be amiss if I didn't push them. Um, and um, I'll be there. But like I said, that's my only New Jersey show. Everything else is, uh, is Texas, Texas, Texas. Because, I mean, look, my heart, my heart's in Texas, you know. I made appearances in San Antonio this weekend and uh, shot to Dallas, did the SW Fury show. And then on the, the, the seventh Super Bowl Sunday, I was stuck at the airport in DFW because of that snowstorm that hit us. I was in the airport for 15 hours before I got home. So, you know, so it's it's part of the, 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 the quirks of uh, and the and the, the perks and mishaps of being on the road. You know, it, it's funny far too often today with like the WWE and, and AEW and some of these promotions that have like a home arena, you don't hear travel stories anymore. You know, it's it's cool to hear you're you're literally touring the territories again almost, traveling it is back to and me. forth. I think it's like being back in world class championship wrestling or global. It's 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 we're we're taking town by town after town and just taking them by storm and showing them a different brand of, of that they're used to, a different style. You know, something that I think the people have been looking forward to getting back to. They're tired of the cut and paste, as I call it, stuff that they're doing with um, with um, uh, Randy Orton, with that girl. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Alexa Bliss. Uh, Alexa Bliss. I mean, come on, man. You know, Randy Orton is one of the greatest wrestlers of the, of, of the past two decades. You know, I mean, he's amazing and he, he's great. I mean, and, and, and they're, they're, to me, the diminishing the career of somebody like that and by, by, by making it into a, um, a, a sci fi tv series you know what i'm saying or right. it's you don't do i mean to me to me that's not wrestling 
I understand it's a, it's a time of COVID and they can do things like that and they get a little artsy with what they do, but it's not, to me, that's not pro wrestling. And you'll have critics saying he's just a bitter old fuck. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't fucking, he's crying. He's crying because he's not there. And if they offered me a contract, he'd jump there. Yeah, I would jump there in a minute because it's all about the money, right? Yeah. It goes down to after too. So it's all about the money. But to me, would that be wrestling to me? You know? So, second of all, I'm too old, so they ain't going to offer me a job. So, I'm not bitching about that. I'm not crying. Uh, just people will say that. They'll look at this podcast and say he's crying because he's not not in the mix. I mean, in, in defense, though, you know, if you want to consider it filming a TV show, you do have a lot of acting experience. So, Yes, and I just, I just auditioned. I can't say I've, I'm on a non-disclosure policy right now, but I just auditioned for a, a second audition for a major HBO series coming up. So, nice. You know, Fingers crossed, you know. Well, hopefully that that works well because I've I've been a fan of some of your work, Benny. You've got, uh, as you called him, uh, a, a legend and friend of the show, Andrew Anderson, Texas let soon uh, Texas legend, Jersey legend, Florida legend. Uh, go ahead. What do you got? So I'm going to ask a question. It's going to be a long-winded question. I'm having a flashback to that movie, Back to School, when Rodney Dangerfield took his uh, final exam, okay. and the guy said, "I have a I have a question, but it's in 37 parts." Um, <laughs> So, actually, it's not really that long-winded, but, uh, Andrew, I, I watched an interview with you recently, and one of the things that you said that really stuck with me is that there are no more characters in wrestling. And I'm, I like to write. I write for uh, ProWrestlingStories.com. I write a lot about old-school wrestling. And my concern is that, you know, what am I going to write about 10, 10 years from now? I, 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 I think in my, uh, to myself I'm going to write a book called uh, Ryback, the meat, the meat hook clothesline chronicles, because there's going to be nothing else to write about. Um, yeah. So, but when I when I watched your a couple of your shows, it really it really you know it really seems like you're like the polar opposite of WWE. WWE, it seems like they have a big washing machine and they throw all the wrestlers in there, and I call it sanitizing. You know, yeah. so they pretty much they pretty much bleach all the character and and personality out of them, and they they kind of just cre create them in in their mold. Cookie and I cutter. see. I see in, this, in in SWE. I see the polar opposite. I, I see that you know. I see people being being themselves and being characters. So I wanted to, you know, am I, am I right on in that? Or are you guys trying to encourage characters? And yeah, we we brought character back to wrestling. We we brought interesting characters back to wrestling. We brought brought um, look the Blood Hunter, the Blood Hunter. He's just out there destroying people, ripping them up. They're bleeding like stuck pigs. For God's sake, you know. You have Rodney Mack who's out there. The Red Dog, who's just take no bones about it, beat your ass up, and that's it. You know, um, a classy champion like, like like Tim Storm, and then you got it's just you have Moonshine Mantel comes out. Um, it just it, I, I can't I can't get any second page of the game. Um, our brand of wrestling to their brand of wrestling, and neither n neither is better or worse than the other. But the other one is just there's WWE style and AEW style is not my cup of tea. I mean, look, would I love to work for them? I'd love to get a shot and work for them. Yeah, you know, do I appreciate them as athletes and people? Oh, I love those guys. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of them are I'm really good friends with. But I just don't like the way it's written. That's where where I'm at. I don't like the way it's being portrayed and presented. And and not so much AEW. AEW is doing okay in my book, really good. I mean, any company that has Chris Jericho is great, you know, and and Lance Archer is just great. Um, but the one that the one that's really killing me is WWE doing that cut and paste shit, as I call it. You know, the um, Alexa mm -hmm. Bliss stuff, and that bothers me. You know, I mean, 
Uh, you was you were talking about the Ryback shit. You know, we have we have the polar opposite of Ryback. We have the epitome of class in our company called Mark Henry. So you know, so I don't know if you're you're That's, familiar about on there. And oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's funny because there's I I don't want to call it legit beef because it's clearly one sided. Uh, but Mark Henry's made it very clear how different he is from Ryback, both in the ring and as a person. So that's Mark a- Henry, the man is the man is a beautiful individual inside and out, and he gives back to the people who made him, and he gives back to the fans, and he's just a really good guy. He he, guys like him and Teddy Long are too 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 few and too far few to come by. You know, holla holla play. You know, um, <laughs> it, it, you you mentioned you mentioned. Uh, Earlier, you were talking about uh, uh, the Coliseum show you have coming up. The the <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you were uh, obviously mentioned Trevor Murdoch, uh, the 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 Von Eric the Ward being taken um, in honor of uh, Von Eric, uh, the Von Eric family. I- I'm wondering, can you uh, expand a little bit, hype up that show? Like what what else you got coming up with it? I think I think I think Tom Tom had a had a vision of of doing a sort of a wrestling convention mixed in with pro wrestling itself. And I think he, he went and got the Coliseum and, and he, he's pulling it off and he has, it's, it's, uh, it's almost a tribute to wrestling. It's in, in and of itself. We're having a lot of, uh, uh, second generation athletes, like I said, in the, especially in the female division. See, in- that, that's what I was going to ask is the, uh, the, it's at the Carthage civic center in Carthage, mm-hmm. Texas. That's a, that's a pretty sizable arena, but it's also got like the, the auditorium areas and stuff you would see at a, I hate to use a comparison, but at like a Comic-Con or something, like you would have, you know, a big show there. So is it going to be kind of a, uh, like almost, uh, if you think to Florida, like a WrestleFest weekend or something like that, where you're going to have kind of a hybrid of a... I think that's what they're going for. I really don't know all the details. Like I said, I'm not privy to all that information. I like to consider myself just a wrestler working for the company and 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 and, and just getting... I, I like to be... I'm the guy out there right now. That is a big. I'm not only part of the company as a wrestler, as a talent, as a performer, but I'm also, I'm also a big, a big fan of the way the company is being run, and I'm out to spread the word. So, and I'm out there to push, push to everybody who doesn't know who SWE Fury is. Just like they don't know who they don't know who Andrew Anderson is. At the end of the day, they will know. You know Absolutely. that's what I, So that's the way you get shit done. So. And and for those unfamiliar, we're talking about the SWE show. It's uh, Saturday, February twenty seventh in Carthage, Texas. So I look forward to that. I've I've watched a lot of the stuff on YouTube, and and the the SWE Fury. I, I like your product. It reminds me. And Benny and I were talking about this in lead up to the show of some of the old NWA shows I used to watch. Yeah. The territory tapes. It's it's not all about the pizzazz and the spectacle. It's a simple production that focuses on the wrestling and the characters and the fans. And I haven't seen anything like that in years. And I think it's really what set, what sets, sets it apart from a lot of what I've watched recently. Well, that was what the vision was. That was what the vision was. Tom's vision and James's vision and Kevin's vision and something that, and Teddy long, this is what they wanted to bring back. They wanted to do something, something different yet. Something that is mainstream that has, the, the the great athleticism of the younger guys, the newer guys, the old school guys like myself and, and Tim Storm and, and Rodney Mack combined with the younger talent telling a story where, 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 where the storylines make sense, where they're not overly dramatic and overly, um, um, what would the word be? Um, 
the the belief is not that you you don't have to suspend your belief that in in a total comic booky type of way. And I'm mm-hmm. a big sci fi fan. I love Star Wars. I love Marvel. I collect toys. But um, but when it comes to my wrestling, I like wrestling to be wrestling. Right. I like it to be, I like to be wrestling. I like to be a, a, a physical sport between two guys or two women. You know what I'm saying? And and that's that's what it comes down to. And and I think that's what why we're succeeding. And uh, you know. And I, th- I think it's just it's just tremendous that that they're doing it. Um, the other thing I wanted to stress on is, guys, I don't know if you know this, but I'm going to toot my own horn here, and I'm also going to toot something else. Action Jackson from <laughs> from world class, global Texas re- wrestling legend. Action Jackson got his arm broken by yours truly. <laughs> okay, in December. You see the what different the. The little, there's a little bit difference in, 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 in SW Fury is we have some rules, and the referees enforce them. And if you break the rules, you're disqualified. And one of the rules is you can't, the old NWA rules, you can't throw somebody over the top rope, automatic DQ. And the other one is no close fist punch to the head. I respected the rules. I get out there, and I'm ready to beam back, and I stop, and I'm doing the old Mark Lewin chop the top of the head, the old purple A's chop, because if I know it, I'm going to get DQ'd. So, you think I like chopping somebody's head? That hurts the freaking the, the, the edge of my hand, you know, playing Kung Fu, you know what I'm saying? So, but, um, so I'm doing that, and and as I'm doing that, Action Jackson, when the ref's not looking, baby face, right? He's a real baby face, right? Real nice baby face. Closed fist punches me, jabs to the face. After three of them, I looked at the ref and I said, man, I said, dude, I said, are you freaking kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? I said, is that okay to do? He said, no. And then I turned around. As he turned around, Action Jackson said, look there. The old, and the old, the old switch and bait and switch. And the guy popped me in the face. So, of course, <laughs> I hold back. And I punch him right in his goddamn snoot. And what happens? I get DQ'd. The son of a bitch lifts up Action's arm. And that was, this was in, and that was, it was in, was it in San Antonio? No, it was, uh, it was uh, in December at, uh, at the Christmas Chaos show. And he lifts up Action's arm. And I look over, I'm like, you son of a bitch. So what do I do? He lifts his arm, I break his arm. And I, I proceeded to beat the shit out of him, and I broke his goddamn arm. And he wouldn't, he would, he had the audacity, the nerve, the sheer, sheer freaking unmitigated audacity to come to the ring after I had this kid out. I beat this kid um, um, in the ring, one, two, three, a young kid, big kid, a football player, I can't remember his name, Christian Mox, I think, and the um, I hit him with my Simone drop, pin him. I put him in, and after the match, you know, I'm kind of pissed off, and I'm I'm waiting for I, that action never showed up. They tell me he's going to be in the building. He never shows up, so I put the kid in a in in, in an armbar submission, and I got him face down. Who comes walking out? Action Jacks is strutting out, strutting his his shit to the ring, and he's going to get in the ring and beat me up with his cast. Of course, you know he thinks he's Paul Orndorff, you know, and it's 1984. He's going to beat me up with his cast. Never happens. Because Teddy Long comes in and calls him a liability because he never came back with a doctor's note. (laughs) I think he had a note from his mama. Oh, no. My son can can wrestle tonight, but I don't think a note from his mama is going to fly with with general manager Teddy Long. So so I I basically, um, I think it's on on from, I think he wound up getting a doctor's note. Oh, the actual indie legend. So I mean, come on, 
Really? Am I just confined to Texas? You yourself said it. You know, am I confined to Texas? I don't consider myself a legend. I consider myself allegedly a legend, but you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm a legend in my well, selfies, my, my toilet selfies at the airport, right? That's legendary. Who else does that? I think I should have my own podcast. Dan, you're going to host a podcast with me from the toilet. All right. Be a podcast, oh, right? So I, that is, that is what, that is the next the, best thing we're going to do. Andrew Anderson's toilet podcast. We could call, we could call it a potty cast. Yeah, potty cast. Right, the, exactly. <laughs> straight from the bowl. You, no, God, straight so, straight from yeah, the bowl no, to your ears. Oh no, I, I think it's safe. Straight to, from the bowl to your house. You, see, I wouldn't call. I wouldn't look at it as a uh, as a um, a lesson. I, I you could you could play on words. You you reinforced his uh you reinforced his arm bones. That's what you did. Yeah. I did. I did. I reinforced it and. Uh, you know, I, I just, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a take no shit kind of person when it comes to stuff like that. Look, I, I like, look, I'm not going to lie. I bend the rules, you know, I don't jump through hoops for anybody. You know what I'm saying? So I can be a pain in the ass too. Just ask James Beard. He calls me the loud, not loud mouth from, from New York. You know, he calls right. me the loud mouth from New York. And, uh, but you know what? I do what I got to do and I get the job done, you know, and I entertain the people. Actually, you know what I got to say? And I don't give a crap what I got to say. I can't stand some of the people in that audience when they start booing to me. But I got to tell you, those son of bitches in Texas, they were cheering break his arm from the moment I came out nice. to the moment at the end of the match. And when Action Jackson left this, the ring, they were chanting, break his arm, break his arm. They well, need to break the neck of his arm. I, I, I can tell you, being married to a woman from San Antonio, Texas wrestling fans are vicious people. That is yeah. for sure. Oh, your wife's from San Antonio? Yes, sir. That's pretty funny, right? Yeah, oh yeah. So, you know, she'll she'll get a kick when she hears this one. Benny, uh, back to you, buddy. What else you got for our uh, well, arm breaking guest here? You, Dan, you kind of alluded to it, like all you know, all those great old school wrestling shows that I still watch on YouTube, like Championship Wrestling from Florida, Mid South, uh, Mid Atlantic, all of those. And to me, the and the, even back in the day, you know, the WWWF. There, there was two things that were critical to those shows. One was announcers, great announcers, and the other one was managers. And when I watched SWE Fury, first of all, I see uh, his name is Bob Malden, fantastic Bob announcer. Bob Malden is one of the best announcers out there. Bob Malden, my, my shout-out to Bob Malden, along with his sidekick, the, the, the Travelocity gnome, Kevin Sullivan, who I love dearly. You know, but, you know, I mean, look, look, I call Kevin Papa Smurf. So, you know, but I can get away with that. But, you know, Kevin Sullivan out there calling the play by play with Bob Malden is tremendous. And we also had a great, great long time just inducted to the SW Hall of Fame. Rob Moore, who was with World Class towards the end and, and, and did a lot of work. Rob, Rob Moore was there with us for a long time. He's a legend. He's, he's not in the best of health, but, you know, um, I'd be amiss to say that he was a part of the uh, announced team for a long time for SW Fury for the past couple of years, too. So that's a shout out to Rob. Rob, I love you, pal. Stay well. And uh, Bob Malden, you the man, buddy. So he, Bob Malden, took that torch and he ran with it. But you also have managers and you have uh, um, Nastico, I guess. And uh, is his name Nigel uh, Rabbit? Nigel Rabbit. Um, Nigel Rabbit. He's a character. He, um, he's a. Uh, He's a, a a crazy Brit. He's a crazy Brit, and uh, he's um he manages uh, uh he managed Rodney Mack and the team of Perfect Enemy originally. Now he manages um, the heavyweight champion, um, you know Charlie Haas. 
So he brought Charlie Haas to the top, or actually Charlie Haas brought himself to the top. So Charlie, Charlie, what Charlie can do, Charlie can work any type of style and and the intensity. Like like they, I, I've never seen a wrestler more intense than Charlie Haas at this stage of the game. He People really say, transformed himself. He looks he looks different and he wrestles different, but he, he really can still go. Oh man, he lost so much weight because he's training his uh, his kids for uh, national competition wrestling competition and he trains at school he's a he's a wrestling coach for for uh, uh, a city in texas i forgot where but he's uh he, he wrestled trains a whole wrestling team so he's got to keep in shape those little kids will freaking wear you out man you know oh yeah so you know <clears throat> you, you were talking um obviously benny mentioned the territory tapes I, I couldn't help but notice watching some of the old uh or i should say old some of the the recent SWE broadcasts that yeah, there was the gap in the shows, but once the crowds, COVID really didn't seem to affect anything. You still had hopping big crowds, even in, in you know, as recent, like you said, as recently as you were filming shows back in January. Uh, is that is that a testament to the product or to the to the durability of the crowd? It's, it's definitely product. Plus, you got to remember, too, um, the crowd was... Um, they're content hungry because of COVID. So they, they really want to see wrestling. So they don't get to see it. The shows, they, there were a lot, a lot of mom and pop shows in Texas, smaller shows run up. Some of the products are great. Some of the products are, 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 are not so great. Some are horrible. But the bottom line was there was a lot, a lot of entertainment. You can go out on a Friday night and catch wrestling almost like now you couldn't do it. SW Fury was still running. They still abided by the rules. They did social distancing rules. They did everything, sanitizing and keeping everything clean and always keeping the ring clean and everything. So they, they abide by all the guidelines, the social distancing and, and CDC health guidelines and, and, and the, state of, the state of Texas rules and guidelines. And But fans still came out and the draw was there. And I wasn't at the um, July and August events. I was at the, um, I, I came back in uh, October, as I said, in uh, at the lava canteen, mm. uh, I did the did um, you know San Antonio show. So I did uh, October, November, December, and now February. There was no show in January, so they, they took a uh, they filmed enough content for the month of TV. But oh, no, there's okay. never I was enough content. The, oh, I was under the impression that the recent episodes that aired, I think I want to say beginning of February. I was under the impression those had been filmed in January. Were they filmed in in the fall? They were filmed. All all, all in uh, in uh, at the last show in, in December at the okay. uh, chaos. Yeah, gotcha. it was, uh, they filmed a lot. It was a really long show. They filmed a lot of content. Well, so that's a lot of the boys. Wrestled. I was going to say that's a testament to the talents. Uh, seeing some people wrestle three or four times in a night is yeah. impressive. Yeah, Ronnie Mack. Ronnie Mack is one who's done it. Um, the, the workhorse of the company. I call Ronnie the workhorse of the company, and now Charlie Haas. They're they're just. And and uh, um, another great guy that works there, uh, um, like I said, Niles Plunkay, and you know it's just it's just uh, great. Adam Asher, those guys, they're mm -hmm. all in there uh, kicking ass and uh, and taking names. And of course, the, the, like I said, the women's division is just amazing. And you got a lot of younger guys that are. I, I can't I can't go on and name everybody. I don't have a list in front of me. But um, like I said, it's just it's just amazing, dude. Right now, I mean, without without question, it's and that's what Benny and I were talking about is is the talent pool is is impressive, not just 
the 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 big the big names, or I should say big names. Maybe that's the wrong way to put it. But, but some of the the more mainstream profiles, but some of the younger talent is just thoroughly impressive. Just how good oh, yeah. top to bottom the card is. It's just stacked. It's just stacked. This show was strange because they don't have dark matches. I think they had six dark matches to start the show off. I, I don't know if the, ta- the dark matches were taped or not, but they had six dark matches. So. Um, and like I said, Crimson and Jack Stane were there. They did a, they did a dark match, and then they did a, a TV tape match. And uh, those guys can go. Jack Stane, former NWA heavyweight champion to himself. Um, great, great, great singles wrestler. Tag were managed at one time by Joel Laurinaitis. So I was shocked that they weren't in, in, in there sooner. Um, so, you know, it's it just, it just a great product. I mean, like I said... Um, I mean, Kevin and, and, and Teddy and, and James and Tom, and, and they put this thing together. And, uh, you know, and now, uh, you know, I mean, we look, we've got endorsements from Ace Frehley from Kiss. All right. Ace nice. from Kiss is, is a fan of SWE Fury. He's watching us closely. I mean, he's a good friend of mine, too. And uh, he got turned on to the product, and he's appreciating it. He's going to be him and uh, um, rapper Erotic D. Um, they're both going to make me different bits of ring music, and uh, we're going to try to splice it together so for my entrance so which is pretty cool oh, nice yeah very cool and uh, a little another rapper little flip is is involved does a podcast with dj um tony snow and uh and uh and teddy long called uh hold play, i think it's a uh, hold on a minute player or something like that player so of course they it do, is. oh out of taxes it's pretty cool so that's great uh yeah. ben, benny we're gonna uh switch gears here in a minute um before we do do you have a uh you have an Andrew Anderson-sized shout-out to our sponsors tonight? Absolutely. Here we go. There once was a man from Nantucket whose ball hair could fill up a bucket. He went to manscaped.com. Now his shit is the bomb. And if you're not down with us, we got two words for you. Suck it. <laughs> so uh, be- before I give the closing punchline, Dan, you-, you actually had a really good promo for Manscaped last time as far as your, uh, you know, your-, your customer I- service uh, experience with them. I did, yeah. They, um, I was talking about the travels I had, and and they had a great setup with uh, being able to get products to me. And um, what I mentioned is I have a subscription where they send uh, the the uh, heads, the the blades for my my trimmer, and every box has uh, free gifts in it. And the last one happened to be a foot spray that I used on a travel tra- trip I just took. So I mean, spray wipes, deodorant. Uh, they have a refreshing spray. You can kind of guess how that works. And and not to end the trimmers, I just absolutely and if obviously I'm truth be told I'm I'm wearing some of their gear right now. Uh, they have both underwear and undershirts that are just well, amazing. That shit, man. Get them, get them, get me some of those samples of that stuff. I'll help you endorse it on the show. Well, that's there perfect you for you for Andrew's podcast from the bathroom in the airport bathroom. Yeah, you know, you know what I'll do? Fits, I'll, right? I'll, yeah. I'll, you know what we'll do? You know what we'll do? Well, Dan, you know what we'll do? Dan will hold, Dan will get Benny to hold the camera on my balls and we'll film it while I'm shaving. <laughs> You know, Benny, you could shave my balls for me on the podcast. See, now that, that plays. We always say that Dan is uh, Ted DiBiase and I'm Virgil. So I guess I <laughs> I would naturally get that job, right? Uh, that's, <laughs> Kevin, if Kevin Sullivan were here, there's a funny story. We were in Africa. And uh, I think I told you this story on another on another podcast. We were in Africa. And I took Val Venus's in 2011. I took Val Venus's. He just started shaving his head at the time, and it took his, his beard trimmer that he was shaving his head with. And Kevin was passed out. I gave him a Xanax. He was out cold in his room. And I come in with all the boys. I have Rick Fuller. I have everybody behind me. 
Shelton Benjamin, Barbarian, Warlord, everybody. And I'm creeping into this and I click the lights on. So they click the lights on. I press the switch on. About to shave Kevin's eyebrows. And Kevin's hand shoots up like Jason in Friday the 13th. <laughs> catches my hand and goes, why don't you shave my balls while you're at it? <laughs> he stopped my hand. My hand dead in its tracks. It was like, like he was waiting for something to happen by rooming with me, you know? But we didn't have Manscapers back then. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they've, uh, friends of the show, that's uh, manscaped.com. Use promo code Wrestling Future for 20% off. The uh, packs of uh, Manscaped boxers that I wear, it's $8 off uh, a three pack with the uh, man, uh, promo Wrestling Future. I'm going to make but, sure I look into that, bro. Absolutely. And it's like I said, it's great stuff. It's not just that they're sponsors and friends of the show. It's that I absolutely love their products. So I'll gladly endorse them any day. But I mentioned before the break and before Benny's wonderful poetry that we were going to switch gears a little bit. I want to talk. We, we spent some time in Texas. You have a, an event coming up, uh, Wrestlepalooza in Florida. Yeah. That's in uh, April 9th and 10th of this year. And so far, I've seen some some big names. You sent me some information on it. You've got uh, looks like Brutus Beefcake. Uh, Barry Horowitz, who's a favorite of the show. We've mentioned Barry on more than one occasion. I see the Bushwhackers, uh, a former Ascension of the WWE. And is that uh, Tony Atlas? Tony Atlas, Sergeant nice. Slaughter was just added to it. Sergeant Slaughter, oh, nice. myself and Kevin Sullivan, yep. It's going to be a great time. Scott Wilder Productions. Scott Wilder is a great, great agent of mine. He, um, um, he actually takes care of me a lot and gets me a lot of bookings. Scott, Scott Wilder Productions, if you don't know who they are, check him out. His, uh, he, he runs with a lot of great talent, does a lot of good things, and uh, he's really a good friend of the boys. And, uh, you know, always make sure we get work out there. And that's really uh, one of the, the, the things about Scott, that Scott is very old school. And Scott, in turn, is working with, um, with Tony Villano and uh, Seth Turner with the uh, International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame out in, uh, in New York right now. So, nice. so there's a, there's a, connection there with that so so there's a every every everything leads to something else you know what i'm saying so all paths mm -hmm. lead to the same direction and 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 in this case it's all old school classic stuff you know good taking care of business the way we should and the way the way all the boys should and and scott wilder god bless him he's a good guy and i'm glad to see bushwhacker butch come back nice. you know to join luke and uh that's going to be a reunion and uh scott's taking that 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 show on the road so that should be a lot of fun too you know Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, the uh, Bushwhackers, Sheep Herders, one of the one of my favorite tag teams. I'm old enough to remember them both, and and it's great stuff. I, that's for for those out there. That's in uh, Tampa, Florida. American Legion hosting that for you guys, and that's like I said, April 9th and 10th. Uh, have you done? You you mentioned um, your connections with him. Have you done uh, events with him before, or is this your first convention? I've done a lot of events in Albany, New York. Um, I've done a lot of, uh, it's Schenectady, Albany, um, God, uh, Buffalo. I've, I've been all over with Scott. Scott's, Scott's a good guy. Uh, WrestleCon in Florida. Um, Scott's, Scott's done a lot of, lot, Scott's been around. He's a really good guy. Scott Wilder Productions. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll admit I, a few years back, uh, WrestleMania was in Tampa and I went to the Wrestle, WrestleCon and some of the events down there. And it's, it's crazy how involved like you just just the the fan interaction. Usually, when you hear convention, you expect just a line at the autograph session, you know, autograph table or whatever. But there was uh, promos and fan interaction, and it's it's really cool to see 
And I know you, you've mentioned it on, on a previous appearance. It's really cool to see the the genuine fan appreciation some of these older guys have, which honestly, and it's a criticism of some of the current product, is something that feels lost on some of the younger guys today. They they they're there to be the star, whereas the older talent recognizes it's the yeah, fans. Yeah, that. I don't think. Popular. I think I think a lot of it. Uh, I think I think a lot of people are, gonna, are not going to be re- remembered. You know. Know, uh, except for the top top line guys, I mean, a lot of the, the the backup talent in the WWE, the or as I call it, the supporting talent, won't be remembered. Like nowadays, we remember Barry Horowitz, we remember Steve King, we remember Johnny Roz, we remember all these guys who, in in turn, were George were Sal. great workers and and, mm-hmm. and all had their role in the business of you know they call them jobbers, but they were enhancement talent to a degree, you know, and 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 and. and and those guys are all remembered and revered by us. How many of the guys on the undercard of WWE shows today are you going to remember down the road? 15, 20 years down the road? 30 right. years down the road? You know? Oh, How many indie guys are you going to remember? There's guys that wrestle today I don't remember 15, 20 minutes after their match is over. Right. Very forgettable. Do you know, yeah. do you know what it is, too? It's all longevity. I've managed to, I'm not, I managed to last 26 years in this business. I've done some stupid shit. I've done hardcore shit. I've done crazy shit. I've done cage dives. You've seen my resume. You've seen the shit mm-hmm. I've done. It's on YouTube. But you know what? Towards the end, I've started wrestling smart. I've lasted 26 years. I've kept my my, my brand. If you want to call it a brand, I've kept it alive. You know? So, you know, I mean, I'm fucking hell. Hell, I'll probably be crawling in the ring with a walker. You know? I don't know. <laughs> so, but and they'll, they'll be chanting. Now, they'll, instead of chanting, break his arm, they'll be chanting, don't break your hip. <laughs> break his hip. Break his hip. Break his hip. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious! And uh, just for men, you <laughs> you could go back to uh, what was it? Not was it ninety nine or two thousand? WCW had that Viagra on a pole match. Now you might oh now you could actually you could have it and it would make sense. Uh, <laughs> ben, Benny, back to you, buddy. You got a got another question for our guest here? Well, it's it's kind of an iffy question, but. Um, you know, well, assuming the world becomes real again at some point, and we don't have to really deal with COVID, what are, are there any plans for uh, SWE to take it on the road and, and leave the state of Texas? I've already started. Um, I already started on the works. You know, remember, I, I remember we talked on uh, wrestling with the future with Angelo Discipio. We talked about my Cuba. We spoke about the tour of Cuba that I was going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to be running a tour of Cuba. Um, the rumble in Havana, which got sidetracked from COVID. Well, one of the things was SW Fury was going to be part of that. That was going to be um, included in, in as an SW Fury event. So I was teaming up with SW Fury, uh, branding it as an SW Fury show. Also, I'm I'm working on some stuff in Norway right now wow. for a tour in Norway. But Norway is extremely shut down. But right. they're still open. They want entertainment, but they still they're still they're shut down and. The other thing, too, is I, I, I've discussed with James Beard and Kevin Sullivan about bringing SWE Fury into New Jersey, into New Jersey, New York area, the tri-state area. So it's it's not a far-fetched idea. And, you know, just, you know, who knows? You might see something before you know it, you know? So just let, let's let's wait to see what happens with COVID and, you know, with all the vaccinations, God right. willing, hopefully they'll work. And, you know, and, and all those conspiracy theories are are what they are is bullshit. And that's, you know, I mean, the only thing so. No, definitely. And, and uh, speak. Ben? Ben, oh yeah, ask your no, definitely. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And speaking of uh, speaking of uh, Angelo, he he wanted me to send his regards to you. He said he's got some other things to say, but he'll say them to you privately. 
Yeah, you, you, you know, you bunch of uh, dirty Jersey boys start talking. Probably stuff you don't want to put on the air. <laughs> but, um... Ah, that's he, him. That would be him. <laughs> Benny, go ahead. I know you, you had a pretty full pal. I'll give you another shot. What, well, what I, had a, I had a non-wrestling question for Andrew because um, I'm, like, one of these sure. white-knuckle travelers. And before I, you know, I, I, tri- I plan my trips very carefully to make sure I have ample time at the airport bar before, you know, I get on the plane. But the, the day before I travel, <laughs> I usually go to the liquor store and get those little, you know, little onesies. And I put about seven or eight of them in my in my travel oh, yeah. bag. And I, I heard in an interview where, like, you you opened one up because I guess you had a little bit of a rough flight and you happen to be traveling next to a uh, an air marshal. And uh, so yeah. I guess that's, you're not supposed to do that, but I I, I guess he well, let it. And then the, the the air marshal didn't rat us out. It was the stewardess that ratted out me that I was I was playing my my manager um, uh, Raven Valentino, who used to wrestle as one of the uh, the um, the new Rock and Roll Express. He wrestled as um, as oh, was it Ricky Gibson? He wrestled as Ricky Gibson. They did a a spoof on not a spoof but a, a twist on them in uh, WCW in the the late nineties um, and. Um, I, I went up playing him with lots of Jack Daniels and uh, everything. I mixed it all up and I I I, I uh, gorilla glued his buckle oh, of his no. seat so oh, he couldn't God. get out of the bathroom. And uh, he was stuck and I kept and then he was sweating and I twisted all the valves up top above so he couldn't get no air. And we were on a three hour four hour trip to Arizona and uh, I kept giving him water, telling him to sober up. You're getting drunk. You're sloppy and drunk. You idiot. So he kept drinking water, water, water. And now he has to pee and he couldn't go anywhere. The air marshal was to the to the to the the far left of us on the on the aisle seat, and um, he kind of knew what I was doing because he saw me glue it. I didn't know he was an air marshal at the time, but he got a kick out of us because we were so fucking funny with the quips here and there, back barbing it. That's too funny. The flight attendant says, oh, it's a federal offensive. You're drinking. Oh, you brought alcohol on the plane. And they never used to announce it. Now they announce it. You cannot bring your own alcohol on the plane. No alcohol is allowed to be served on the plane. Or you're, you cannot bring any alcohol beverages on the plane. So I'm like, I'm like, damn, you know, fuck. But, you know, we drank a lot of alcohol. We were all freaking ripped on that flight. The, the, that's how it came up when I asked the air marshal, do you want a shot? And he said, no, I can't. I'm working. And that's how I found out what he was. He, he was an air marshal. And we're like, working. Working? What are you? What are you going to fly the plane a little bit from 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 the middle of the year? <laughs> he's on break. I remember saying that? Yeah. And he's looking at me like I'm out of my mind. And I'm like, dude, what, what the fuck? You working? How are you working? You sitting there? Are you working on your computer? You doing like something? I mean, because you know, you're just sitting ch- ch- chilling with us. And turned out he was actually an air marshal. Where he sat flighting from city to city, you know. And um, he got a kick out of us because we knew he knew we were harmless, you know. Right. But, and we were a couple of wrestlers that were just being wrestlers, you know what I'm saying? And me, I'm just a character 24-7. Somebody, somebody put down um, about the HBO series. They said, well, a buddy of mine goes, he goes, well, if they knew how entertaining you are in, in person, you will definitely get this fucking role, you know? And I'm like, yeah, well, I think sometimes my version of entertainment is not exactly what Hollywood producers and and and, and, uh, and um, casting directors want, you know? So, uh, but like the time I was filming for... Uh, for uh for um fbi's most wanted and uh i had to do a scene on a motorcycle and i took the motorcycle for a ride around avenue of the americas and they call my agent calls us you can't do that 
You stole the motorcycle. They're having a fit. What are you doing? They have insurance policies. The, the, the Screen Actors Guild is going to get upset. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> I went like a block and came back with a coffee, you know? And they Probably like, still, st- still see the set from where you were riding, right? I could. I, I was literally a block away. I was a block away. I went to one of those stands that sell the freaking the peanuts, and the guy goes, the guy, the guy says to me, he goes, you want a hot dog or a pretzel? I said, no, I want a coffee. He goes, I have that too. He gave me coffee. So I'm and then I'm driving with a coffee, like trying to balance it, you know, with the accelerator and everything. And I'm gonna, it was pretty funny, you know. I could have went to the, to the to the I could have went to the freaking the, the honey wagon over there and got one of the honey wagon. It was just more fun me driving there, you know, in the middle of the summer to get that, you know. That was that was two years ago, so. so right. But I, I've done stupid shit, you know. I mean, like anything. I mean, I mean, my book when it comes out, it's called "It's Really Not My Fault." I'm sorry, Gene Snitsky. I didn't mean to take that from you, but the title of my book is "It's Really Not My Fault." And if you read the book, the op- the opening line of the book is, um, "The working, the working, the working name of this book is It's Really Not My Fault." I'm going to say it once and only once that it more than likely probably was, but for the rest of this read, I will be vehemently denying it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's where I start off with it, you know. But, uh, you know, I mean, I've done a lot of stupidity, stupidity and some, some, some jackass moments in my life and career. And it's kind of, you know, look, I lasted 26 years, you know, and I think I'm generally a likable sort of fuck, you know? Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, from uh, just from our conversations and, and I know Benny probably from his writing and my, my writing is there's nobody, nobody that's been in the business more than a few months, and you've been in 26 years that doesn't have a jackass story or a fun oh. moment like you just said. Oh, it's yeah. impossible. It is the kind of people that this business draws. Yeah. But um, there can also be some good in there, and I want to kind of spin that to the other – one of the other things you wanted to bring up is you doing a – I hope I pronounced this name right. Is it Hasbrook? The, uh, Hasbrook, the Hasbrook, Hasbrook Heights. Hasbrook Heights Toy Show. Show. Yeah. yeah. Can you expand on that? Um, a friend of mine, Steve Savino, who who's on the Travel Channel as the Toy Hunter, him and uh, uh, um, him and his partner do a do a TV show on the Travel Channel uh, where they go hunting antique toys like like uh, Star Wars, vintage Star Wars stuff, vintage Barbies, vintage GI Joes, anything old, tin toys from the fifties and forties and thirties. They do all that stuff. It's called the Toy Hunter, and they had a couple of different seasons um, and different versions of the show, but Steve Savino is the co-host on that show and the co the co toy hunter. And um, I've been friends with him for for multiple number of years. We actually, he was actually part of that behind the ropes documentary that we did on uh, on wrestling with uh, the It Factor production company. That was that we still have the footage. It was just thrown in limbo because they opted. It Factor wound up going to produce Gigi on Broadway which was a success and a Tony award winning thing. So God bless them. You know, they probably wouldn't have got a Tony award with, with beyond the ropes, you know, but, um, but we have all that footage stuff. And, and, and Steve was part of that with us. And because he's a friend of mine and um, Steve actually called me up and said, Hey, listen, um, would you like to do a celebrity appearance at that? You know, I mean, you know, I said, sure. And he goes, and I'm also, I also had a bunch of comic books, uh, comic stores and stuff like that over the years. Are, and I have a large collection of stuff that I just want to get rid of. So I, he's giving me a couple of tables. I'm still going to sell two tables worth of my uh, uh, memorabilia merchandise, toy wise, collectible wise, and then a table with my own merchandise, eight by tens, t-shirts, trading cards, mugs, and uh, you know, Andrew Anderson stuff. So, right. Nice. So, well, Which is Benny, pretty cool, and, and, and that, that's going to be fun. That's going to be on the, the 21st, Sunday the 21st, in Hasbro Heights, New Jersey. You can go to my web, you can go to the website, look on their uh, Facebook page, 
Hasbro Heights Toy Show, whatever it's up. I, I think you have the link to it. So, yes, sir. And I'll we'll I'll make sure when when we upload this, I'll make sure to put the link in the uh, in the description of the awesome. video. Awesome. Thank you so much. Now, Benny, you heard him. He said he's got Andrew Anderson memorabilia. You said you're going to the event in Florida. Make sure you get us a couple of uh, a couple of signed uh, Andrew Anderson items. Absolutely. Maybe maybe, got- maybe a cast or a, a bloody Dan, baseball bat or something. Dan, I want you to come. I want you to come to an SW Fury show. Well, that, we, that, we next do an time on location, wife, right? Do a podcast. Next time live. my wife and I are in Texas, I'll make sure we make the trip. Uh oh, we lose. You lost me for a second. You, you see me? Oh, there we go. Yes, yeah. sir. Just lost the video for right, you for right. a second there. Yeah, I lost. I don't know what happened. Though. I got an incoming call. Uh-oh. Well, yo, next time my uh, my wife and I are in Texas, we'll make sure we make the trip if it overlaps with the show. That'd be great. I'd love to see you there, man. Have you come down, meet the boys and everything. And Oh, yeah. That'd be, I mean, with, with a stack and, and as great uh, big a fan as I am of have that roster, that'd be an honor. That'd be great stuff. I'd love to have have you down there just to meet everybody and to be a part of the experience itself you know i mean the fan experience is always there's always a fan experience with it um, fans are always always have access to the wrestlers over there at a meet and greet and um everybody's it's it, they always have some kind of meet and greet or and they always have this is the other thing too i have I, they always have um um uh, what would i call it a uh, um a training session beforehand a seminar uh, for up and coming wrestlers and established wrestlers that want to get in the ring and be part of SW Fury. And one of the good things is we don't, they, you know, SW Fury doesn't just, they're not one of those companies where they have a seminar, take your money and send you out. They mm-hmm. ask, you get, you get to be part of the show. You get to go in the crowd and a handful of the wrestlers get picked to be on the show and be on TV. Oh, wow. So, and those that they feel deemed that, or, or in this case, a lot of them got to do dark matches and be on the show. Is that uh, what you were what you were saying earlier, where you had six dark matches before your last event? A lot of them were the were the, were the guys that came to the um to the seminars and uh and 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 you know they they worked hard and I think this one they had was the the largest yet. I think they had cl- almost close to sixty five seventy uh, workers there, wrestlers. There. Oh wow, that's that's yeah. a hell of a turnout. Yeah, young that's young about, kids, okay. young kids to establish athletes. You know that have been around the business for a year or two. So, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's a way to learn, you know, who ca- you can't learn anybody from Kevin Sullivan, from, from Teddy Long, from oh, Mark yeah. Henry, uh, Tim I mean, Storm and, and, you know, it's and James Beard. I mean, pound for pound, uh, Tim Storm is one of the best performers I've ever seen. And I'll, I'll hold that up to anybody. Yeah. And we've had, uh, what would you say, Benny, at least half a dozen, if not more, just in the last few months, people on our show that have said Kevin Sullivan is the greatest mind in wrestling today. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, no I doubt. mean, we again, once again, we, we talk with you, Andrew, and we barely scratch the surface. I know you've got so many more stories and so much more time. We're definitely going to have to have you back. The, the shows, the shows you hyped up. You got East Texas Wrestle Fest. That's in Carthage, Texas, on February twenty seventh. You have the uh, Hasbro Heights Toy Show. Sunday, February 21st, as you were talking about selling the uh, wonderful memorabilia. And then you will be in Tampa, Florida at Wrestlepalooza. That is April 9th and 10th. So, Scott, I mean, wonderful stuff to look out for. Say again. That's with Scott Wilder Productions. And also on uh, February 19th, I'll be in Richfield Park, New Jersey at the Richfield Park, Richfield Park Knights of Columbus for uh, East Coast Pro Wrestling TV, Adrenaline TV taping. There you go. So, uh, Benny, you have any closing thoughts? 
But one more big if, uh, Andrew, I, I thought I heard you had actually a, like a one-man comedy show. Will, will at some point you uh, start doing that again? Yeah, we're going to start doing that again as soon as COVID breaks up. I'm going to be hitting the road, maybe with Kevin. Do we tell some stories, do some stand-up? I mean, I... I, I it's Please just, come to Florida if you do that. Oh, be, be, it's just a level of stupidity and, and hystericalness that's just, you know, very slapstick and uh, a lot of stories and... You know, and and I take I take questions from the fans, and it's pretty cool. I'm also doing a um I'm also doing a um um I'm doing a speaking engagements called Grab a Hold, and uh, I'm doing them at, at various uh various buildings across the country, schools and stuff when they reopen because COVID obviously. But I was doing a, a thing called Grab a Hold so that you can grab a hold of your life, like in a wrestling. If you get lost in a match, they tell you to grab a hold. Well, in life, you grab a hold because have a backup career you can be a football player you can be a hockey 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 player volleyball basketball you can do whatever the hell you want you can be an actor you can you can hell you can be a porn star you know do whatever you want but have a backup plan have something to fall back on because sometimes sometimes your dreams are, are dreams don't live up to their expectations and you know an education is the most important thing you can have in life and i, I try to you know endorse and 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 stress that for the for especially for the wrestlers and uh for for upcoming you know athletes and uh and uh and talented people from music business to the um to the arts you know the performing arts yeah so. no that's that's really sound advice and I, I guess it's like the rest hold of life is that it pretty much yeah pretty much and and and, and one of my inspirations in doing that was was uh mark marrow who does a lot of uh yep. you know mm -hmm. inspirational speaking and he he suggested it to me and he you know and a lot of people said you know you you, you can be eloquent at times and, and you can be very um you know um you know, very hysterically funny at times. He said, put all that together and, and use that and come up with something. And, and we did, and we came up with that. And hopefully, uh, maybe I'll be, in, hopefully down the road, I'll be an opening act for Mark Merrow's stuff, you know? Nice. Well, I'll tell you, you, you tell a hell of a story and that kind of personal connection is usually what oh, makes. No, that's, that's, that's from, that's from my, my, my time being around with Kevin Sullivan. As it says, as his daughter says, my dad spins quite the yarn. Spins quite the yarn. <laughs> You know, it's had a little Irish in him. He spins quite the yarn, the yarn. Mm. So you know, but yeah, I learned I learned how to tell a story from Kevin. So and uh, you know, he's the best storyteller on the planet. You know, you've heard, you've had yes, him on. Sir. So that's great. Well, again, I appreciate you being on for uh, Benny. Thank you, uh, as always. Great show for the reinforcer, the arm breaker himself, Andrew Anderson. For Benny Scala, I am Dan Spastiano. Thank you, everybody, and once again, happy wrestling. Hey, Dan, Benny, before we go off the air, I just want to hear it one time together. Say it together with me. Break his arm. Break his arm. Break his arm. Well, you know, hopefully he has a backup plan, right? You better, Action Jackson. I'll see you on the 27th in Carthage. There you go. He's coming for the other arm this time. Gentlemen. Thanks again, everybody. Good night, Have a good rest of the good night. Good night.